Welcome to Ivy Voices. My name is Sky. And my name is Miley. We are seeking out unique stories about Ivy alumni from all over the world. Welcome to our new podcast series. Today, we'll be speaking with Mackenzie Kelly, a graduate of the American Community School in Abu Dhabi. She just finished her undergraduate degree at American University and is now in Barbados conducting public health research with the support of Fulbright. So much for speaking Hello. with us on short notice. Whenever you're ready, we'll just jump into it. Maybe you could do a self-introduction. A self-introduction. Tell us who are you and where are you? Okay, so self-introduction. My name is Mackenzie. I grew up in Kentucky. I went to Kentucky public schools all my life. Right before I was a sophomore in high school, my parents and uh, my siblings and I all moved to Abu Dhabi. That was my first time living abroad and my second time being abroad in general. I started at the American Community School of Abu Dhabi. Then I did the IB program for my last two years of school. After I graduated, I went to American University in DC. After about my first year, I decided I wanted to major in biochemistry, but I did a lot of work too in the sociology department, studying health issues. And then now I'm doing a Fulbright in Barbados and I just started that a week ago, so. What are your first impressions of being in Barbados? Had you been there before? And also tell us more about the program. It's a 10 month program. It's sponsored by the US State Department. And the general overall goal is just to harbor understanding between people from the US and people in different countries. There's some different programs that you can do. So you can do an English teaching branch and then you can do a research branch and you can also get your master's degree. I'm doing the research branch. So you propose a research topic that is pressing in the country that you want to go to. Then you do your best to carry out that research project. So that's um, the program. My first impressions of Barbados is that people from Barbados that I've met are over the top kinds to newcomers in the island. And the people that I've met from Barbados have done an exceptionally high amount of traveling abroad. And so they're very interested in meeting all kinds of different people and um, having the opportunity to show other people like their life on the islands. So there's like hospitality that feels like deeper to me than even the hospitality I've experienced like in the South in the United States or in the Middle East, where hospitality is really part of the culture as well. So that's my impression so far. (laughs) You must have been so excited when, you know, you found out you were going to come to the island. So, you know, how did you feel when you received the grant? It was like the best moment (laughs) of my life. I had spent so much time um, thinking about the grant throughout college. A year before I got the grant, I had spent applying and so many of my mentors and my friends and family had invested a lot of time and energy with me. I definitely had no expectations of getting it. And when I did get it, I was, I thought I was going to have a stroke. (laughs) I was really excited. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the research you hope to do now through the Fulbright program. So my research is focused on the gender disparity in type 2 diabetes in the Caribbean. Um, The Caribbean has a unique patterning of uh, type 2 diabetes and that women have higher rates than men. And most of the rest of the world that is reversed and men have higher rates than women. So I'm trying to investigate some of the social and cultural factors that are the reason that that exists. 
And so I'm going to be doing focus group interviews with patients with type 2 diabetes and just trying to get their perspective on why they think that's the case and some of the different influences that have affected them in being at risk for the disease and then managing disease. You know, you seem so passionate and interested in this topic. Like, why did you decide to specifically research and investigate about diabetes? It's less about diabetes, to be honest, and just a non-communicable disease that has a lot of different potential for social factors to be a cause of it, um, because it's not just about genetics and like the biochemistry of the disease, but the way that you live your life and the different pressures that are on you, the different like roles that you have, the amount of stress education level the disease so I became interested in like the social side of health when I was in college and finding that intersection between biochemistry and like society and culture type 2 diabetes is a really unique disease where all those things are definitely major factors you said earlier that you felt like your Fulbright proposal was like out there right it sounds like though you're on you're in a place with a, a meaningful challenge right you have a community that's open to you being there that wants more research done on this topic. What, what about your proposal did you feel was, was out there in that sense? I mean, to me, kind of hearing you talk about it and the passion behind it and setting the problem up, it sounds like a perfect Fulbright experience. So give me some insights into what, what were your hesitations going into it? My hesitation going into it, and it came a lot from my the Merit Award advisor in my undergraduate institution because he himself had a Fulbright and he spent years advising students who have receive Fulbrights and students who have not been successful in their applications and is pretty rare for students who are proposing research with like direct human interaction and like direct human test subjects to be successful just because I only have an undergraduate degree and I'm not necessarily super qualified to be carrying out the research that I've proposed. And like with asking people about sensitive topics, you need to have cultural sensitivity and the culture that I mean, I've never been to the Caribbean, I don't know too much about Caribbean culture or social norms or what's polite and what's normal to talk about. So I do need to be very socially aware very quickly and rely on some of like the local wisdom that I have around me. So it's just, it will be challenging. <laughs> so you said that you've never been to the Caribbean before. So what are you most, I guess, most excited to experience on the island? It doesn't have to be about the research that you're doing. Yeah, I, I think I'm just excited to feel like I understand what's going on around me and just to kind of like feel like I get it. <laughs> it's kind of like a similar experience of moving to the Middle East. Like I kind of feel blind at first where I don't know anything and I just feel clueless and scared at times. But it was just such a beautiful experience over the time that I got to spend in the Middle East, just starting to feel like I not necessarily belong, but I understood what was going on and like even small interactions around me and and, and I'm excited to just feel that same feeling here in the Caribbean and just get to know as many people as I can and get to appreciate the small and big things about yeah. the island. So. This is a great way to backtrack to your IV experience since you kind of talked about going to the Middle East. Both Miley and I uh, have IV program experience. Miley way more than me. She did all three, <laughs> PYP, MYP, DP, the whole, the whole thing. I went to a public school in the U.S. in Oregon. So kind of jumping into that, why did you choose an IB World School? Were there other options? Was it something you looked forward to? What were your thoughts as like an IB student entering into an IB school traveling overseas? Yeah, I mean, 
I had a year before the IB program started. So I did get to choose that I wanted to actually start the IB program. And I think that my classmates were a lot more informed than me about what the IB program was. And a lot of their older siblings had done it. And my school was just very like pro IB. And so I think just the excitement of my classmates going into it and how the IB was so well coupled with like the international atmosphere at my school made me just want to do it and I was excited to choose my classes and have that kind of ownership over it so yeah that's kind of my journey into it. (laughs) So now that you've done the IB and graduated with like an IB diploma what's one takeaway or memory from the IB that has stuck with you or like was it as fun and exciting as you thought it would be? If anything I had more fear going into the IB program just because the expectations of the two years are kind of all laid out for you at the beginning and like you're gonna have to work really hard and do this extended essay but it was like better than I ever imagined. Like it has shaped me in ways almost more than my <laughs> college experience. In particular, I had one IB educator that she was my HL English teacher and my theory of knowledge teacher. And she was just incredible. Like she conversations in our classroom that supported the coursework so well and it included all of the different voices that we could take advantage of from all the different countries that were present. And yeah, she was amazing. Her name's Jocelyn Wiley. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of uh, a lot of really amazing IB educators. The program is so well set up where even if you don't have like that perfect IB educator, all of the objectives and everything that you need to know is laid out for you and you have the power to do it yourself as well. So, at every step of the way it was kind of set up for you to be successful and just have these really meaningful educational experiences. And I would find myself even at like high school parties or stuff like that, having conversations that had started in the classroom with my classmates about things. Yeah, it was an incredible (laughs) educational That's kind of the perfect, I mean, if you're taking things that you're talking about in class and continuing them into your social life, I mean, that means it's a very powerful experience. I think that in itself right. is really telling. And, yeah, also- and most of the time when um, we interviewed students or like past IB alumni and we asked them like, what do you like most about the IB? What do you remember most about the IB? Everybody always talks about this one specific teacher that stuck with them the most and how the IB teachers are really like a core part and a really important part of the program. Is there any specific examples or experiences you can share with us? I could talk about something from every class that I had, honestly, and even like my extended essay experience, just like that independent work helping me even apply for my Fulbright or doing research projects in the future. I think some of the conversations that I had in my HL English class, for example, we read this book, Things Fall Apart, that book and the discussions that we had about that book really primed me for kind of understanding some of the social justice issues that I encountered in my time living in the United States and college. And even now that I'm here in Barbados, a lot of things that I learned just kind of primed me for deeper and further learning throughout my life <laughs> so far. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Extended essay. We're really glad you brought this up because, well, two, two things that, we, that you mentioned before. One, the sort of fear of the program. There's a lot coming at you. You can see the whole thing in advance. In a lot of ways, it would be easier, right, if you were spoon-fed little bits at a time. But you're right in the sense that all of the, the sort of cumulative work, all of this written work feeds into being able to write really good 
scholarship applications, grant applications, all these things that open up doors later in life. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, maybe we'll throw in a lighter, a lighter topic here. Yeah, I see. I'm like looking through our notes and you I know see it's coming, yeah. the word <laughs> ultimate frisbee. And I have to say it, ultimate frisbee, because it's written with an exclamation point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so ultimate frisbee, do you want to talk more about that? I played ultimate frisbee in college. I started my sophomore year and it was changed my life because my first year of college, I was really struggling finding a community that was as meaningful to me as my high school community in Abu Dhabi and just like adjustment issues that a lot of college students go through um, and finding that ultimate frisbee community was super important to me and a way that I got to kind of like know my school and be part of like my school community and it's just an awesome sport in general. You mentioned that um, you were struggling when you were moving so has an IB education helped you in any way with your transition back to the states for university or to the island? When I moved back, I think I was just like really interested in keeping that same kind of like international community and open-mindedness. Every place is different. So I don't know, you kind of just have to adjust to whatever you're around. But it's definitely sparked my interest in traveling. And I've become more comfortable, I guess, with that feeling of discomfort and not knowing anyone at first and just being okay with that. That's that's the experience of a lot of students, right? Entering into college or university, right? You, you show right. up, you're on campus, it's a big place, you go to these orientations, you get shown to a dorm room, and I think it's an intense experience. I think everyone yeah. probably has memories from starting university, both good and bad, right? Yeah, and you don't always like it at first, and that's okay. It's okay to not always be super happy with every situation that you're in at the beginning. Maybe we would just get a few thoughts from you about American University. You know, we're here in D.C., people listening to this or reading it might not know that at first, but... um. We have had a lot of interns and people from American University. I love students from American. Give us a spiel. What did you love most about American University? Why would you recommend it to another student? American University is so cool because it has this really big emphasis on international relations. That's the number one school is the School of International Service. And everyone comes from all over the United States and different countries. And they all have this super cool dream of like traveling the world and making a difference in the world and specializing in a certain region. There's a lot of students that are really interested in politics just in the United States, which is really cool, and go on to do all these impressive internships. It's a really cool student body. So. Cool. No, I think that's fantastic. That's exciting. I mean, I'm really glad that you had such a great time there and you were able to open so many doors yeah. and find your way to, to the next great thing. Um, I think what I wanted to jump into was this sort of section we're calling reflective in our question series. You know, in like broad terms, were there key milestones or steps that you felt were really critical in your path to where you got to today? Things that you would identify for other young students to kind of look out for as they navigate their future. I'm thinking, you know, speaking more directly to students entering the IB program or just about to leave the IB program, what would I really want to tell a student about my experience that, that would be this like critical piece of advice? To students who are on the fence as well, if they want to do the IB program or not, what would you say to them? Well, I would definitely say to do the IB program, but I know everybody needs to consider different things. I mean, I was not the smartest person in my class. When I first went to my school in Abu Dhabi, I definitely wasn't prepared for the level of challenge that my new school presented. But in my experience, the IB program is set up for you to be successful and a lot of people are there to support you. And I think by the end, 
you get a lot of say in what you're going to focus on. And by the end, I think if it all went well, you're very invested in your chosen topics and your success in those topics, even though there's these things that you see like, oh, I have to do the extended essay, I have to do the cast, I have to do all these classes. In between all those things, there's like a lot of really special moments that you wouldn't expect and that are going to benefit you greatly. So I think once you start the IB program too, you become open and willing to letting that become your whole life because it really is designed to like help you have a really meaningful last two years of high school and you I would say do the I, IB program. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we could have asked for a better description of why I do the IB, but I, I really liked how you mentioned that it's those moments in between that don't show up on the syllabus or the curriculum or these yeah. like course descriptions that can make the difference in what the program means in a lot of ways. I just have a lot of appreciation for it just because I did come from a public school in Kentucky and like I know the difference and I did AP classes which are great in and of themselves as well but it's just it's completely like a different form of education whereas I am like the owner of my IB history education and like know it all and it's mine and I'm responsible for it and I love it <laughs> and all this other stuff so. Great. I was thinking you know sort of as a a nice grounding to kind of close our discussion. What What's on your agenda for today? Where are you off to next, here and now? Yeah, right now I'm working on my IRB proposal. And tomorrow I'm going to the clinic. It's the Maria Holder Center for Diabetes for the Caribbean, run by the Barbados Diabetes Foundation. So I've just been hanging around that clinic and shadowing and volunteering and just trying to get a sense of how things operate because I'll be able to start ha having more formal conversations with patients. I've been to the U.S. Embassy and then I've been to the U.S. Ambassador's residence. A staff member at the U.S. Embassy who is just a Barbados citizen but has been working at the Embassy, she offered to go out to dinner with me just because she knows that I don't have any friends yet and stuff. So everyone's really just like personally invested in making sure that I enjoy my time here and I feel welcome. So. And willing yeah. to, to take the time. I mean, I think that's one of the big criticisms of big cities, right? New York and DC is everyone's got a place to be and a place to go. Right. Uh, so having some time to give to other people is, is an important. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. Cool. All right. Well, well it was nice um, meeting you. It was nice, it was meet nice you too. meeting you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, read more great stories about IB alumni on the web at blogs.ibo.org and on Instagram at IB alumni. That's it for today. Join us next time for another edition of IB Voices.